All right, welcome back everybody. Uh, that was Dr. Jim Sigafus. And uh, what I'm gonna do uh, with you guys this quarter is I'm gonna introduce you to some of the greats in chiropractic that many of you, unless you grew up in chiropractic, uh, did not have the chance of ever seeing. Uh, Dr. Jim Sigafus is one of them. He was an amazing chiropractor. His daughter, Selena, graduated with me back in 1989, as did uh, Rhett's father, <laughs> Parker Adams. Um, so I want to introduce you to some of these great chiropractors. I want to introduce you to Dr. Sigafus. I want to introduce you to Dr. Sid. I want to introduce you to Dr. Santo. We used to call them the three S's at DE. At uh, one time, when my wife and I were going to DE every single uh, quarter, we went 10 years in a row to DE because we wanted to see these masters in action. And I'm so glad that we spent that much time being inundated with their philosophy because you can see this is, this is Jim, uh, Dr. Sigafus towards the end, right? He wasn't as powerful and as, uh, I mean, sometimes he would be running around the stage and jumping up and whooping and hollering like crazy. And this was definitely, you know, towards the end of his life. But his message was always the same. Right? His message was always the same, which is, is if you adjust someone, then they're far better off, as Dr. Reggie Gold would say, they're far better off without a subluxation than they are with it. Right? That's my whole point. That's my whole point of why I do what I do, is they're far better off without a subluxation than they are with it. I'm not doing it to fix their back pain. I'm not doing it to help their autism. I'm not doing it to help anything else. I'm, just, I'm doing it because I want them to be the best them they can be. That's what I want. From that person, I want that person to be the best person that they can possibly be, the best kid, the best pregnant woman, the best whatever it is that they can possibly be. But I tell you, there's a lot of forces out there that are conspiring against our patients. And here's just a perfect example of something. How many people, when you guys were in high school or maybe college, read this book, 1984, by George Orwell? Really? Okay. Wow. All right. This is one of the classic books of all time. If you haven't read this book, there's a couple of classic books. George Orwell's 1984, probably one of the most classic science fiction books of all time. It was written in 1949, and it was about this dystopian uh, world where there's, have you ever heard the term Big Brother? Right, Big Brother's watching you, have you heard that term? That comes from this book. And what George Orwell meant was, the government is watching you, right? And all of a sudden, in the last several years, since around 2013 or so, when it was released that like, the NSA has this amazing surveillance capability, so all our cell phones are being, can be tapped at any particular time. So they can just turn them on, turn them off, and they hear what you're saying. And, and in, in 1984, in George Orwell's 1984, it, what, they, what they had was in every single room of every single house and every single building, there were these screens that were these two-way screens that people thought they were just watching something, but in reality, the screen was also watching them. And that has come to pass, right? That has come to pass. So that, that's what this particular uh, article talks about here, is how there are certain things like this over here, the surveillance state that, that this world has become, is, has come to pass. And this endless war is another thing. Like uh, in 1984, one of the things that George Orwell talked about was how there had been this war for like hundreds and hundreds of years. Just keeps on going. It keeps on going. And if you watch, look at our economy now. You know, there's always something where somebody we're against. We're, we're against this group or that group or this group or that group or that place. We're always someplace that we have to go fight something, right? So it's creating this endless kind of war, this war machine that we're kind of, you know, creating all the time. It's the second thing why, how this book is such a, has such great premonition. And the third thing was something called Newspeak, right? Newspeak is, is 
how we are, we are creating the news, how the news is trying to manipulate the media and the media is trying to manipulate the world, right? Like how many polls said that Trump was going to lose, right? Trying to make him lose and it didn't work, right? It didn't work. Forget, regardless, forget about like what politics you want or what. We're not even talking about that. Just think about the fact how the media blew it then, right? And how the media is constantly trying to say negative things, negative things. You know, I know that our president isn't the most popular person in the world, but could they shut the hell up about how negative they are? Would they grow up? What is wrong with these people? Everything is about, well, Trump is the worst president ever, and this and this and this. Well, shut up. We're the United States of America. We're better than anybody else. We don't have to be dissing our own president. Grow up. And this isn't, this isn't just young people like you guys. This is people my age. This is people above my age who I'm watching dissing the president and dissing our own country. Like, grow up and think about what you're really saying. Right? It has a lot more ramifications than just talking about like, trying to make you out there so you can get more ratings on TV. I think it's absolutely hideous what people are doing out there. Right? Grow up. Just like when the Falcons lost. When the Falcons lost, grow up. They made it to the Super Bowl. Right? Oh my God, this, that, and the, the jerks, and they look, all these name calling, whatever. Hey man, you make it to the Super Bowl. You sit there and get pounded for an entire year and make it to that point and see what happens to you. Right? I think it's so awful what they're doing out there. But the point of that is that why, what Newspeak is, is they would change what they, they say what they want to say. They manipulate the media. Right? The media's out there trying to manipulate what's going on. They're trying to change healthcare. Right? They're trying to, by undermining all the things they're trying to do to try to fix healthcare, they're trying to, to change this. So why am I talking about this kind of stuff? Because I don't want to get really involved in politics. This is why I'm talking about it. Because someone's got to do something about it and it's got to be the chiropractors. It's got to be the chiropractors. We have to stand up for the 1984-esque kind of stuff that's happening out there. We have to stand up for the freedom that we have as American citizens to choose the kind of healthcare that we want and to have our patients choose the kind of healthcare we want. You know, when I first got into practice in 1989, I was 100% insurance practice. And now I am less than 10%. And most of that is because of patients who are in car accidents and they become PI patients temporarily until they go back on cash. Right? You don't have to rely on insurance because insurance is doublespeak. Insurance is news think. Right? Insurance is, is trying to manipulate the data. Insurance is some flunky who doesn't even know the patient telling me what I should do with that patient. Insurance is saying, I'm not, even though there's an autistic boy who, we, we, we built this insurance last year. When he first came in, this kid would used to spin around like this and would like not be able to pay attention, whatever. And now the kid is like focused and back on track and speaking the way he's supposed to speak. And the insurance denied it because they said, what I do is experimental investigational. Really? So you paid for six years worth of baloney therapy for this kid that didn't work. And I did something for two months and it works and I'm doing experimental investigational? That's called newspeak. That's called doublethink. When somebody else has tried to manipulate what people are doing who don't really know the truth, right? But we know the truth. We understand chiropractic. We understand the nerve system. And as long as we can portray to the, our patients that I'm not a back doctor, right? Please stop talking about yourself as you are a back doctor. You are a nerve system specialist. You are changing the nerve system. You are helping a child. Like when we talked about cranial this week, whether it was myself or Dr. Kramer, we talked about cranial this week. We are affecting the parasympathetics. I'm not affecting their bones in their head. The bones in the head are the conduit to get there. But that's not the point. 
right? The point is, is to refocus their nerve system so that their nerve system is working on point. So the nerve system understands the environment. Because when you have a kid who comes in like this and he's spinning around like this because that's part of the autistic spectrum thing that they do, they, they want to kind of find themselves in space. So they start doing these kind of interesting behaviors. When they're doing that, it's because they're trying to find themselves, right? And when you adjust these kids, they start to find themselves. They start to do things that you never thought was possible. Right? And we see this over and over and over and over again in kids with autism, in kids with ADHD, in, like, I mean, every kind of thing I've ever seen, this possibility is endless of what we can help, but I'm not treating anything, right? Right? We have a, it's a salutogenic model, as Dr. Geniome is like, talks about lately. It's a salutogenic model. In other words, what we're doing is to improve health and not to get rid of disease, right? That's what salutogenesis is, is the improvement of health. Right? Getting rid of disease, we, somebody else does that. Right? There's a whole other profession that does that. That's not what we do. What we do is, I, I am not trying to get rid of disease. I'm trying to improve health. I'm trying to make that person better than, they, than when they first walked in. Anybody who walks in with a subluxation, they're not walking in at 100%. I want them walking out less subluxated. Because if you're less subluxated, you're probably a lot happier and you're probably a lot healthier. And that's the point. So we can sit back as chiropractors and allow something like 1984, which is interesting, even though it was written in 1949 because of all the crazy stuff that's happening right now. This is, be is becoming a big bestseller again on Amazon. Uh, and if you have Kindle uh, Unlimited like I do, you can actually read it for free. Uh, so you all should do that because I think this is one of the greatest books written um, and in terms of novels. So I don't want this 1984 to happen, right? I don't want a kind of state to happen where, where the news is manipulating everything, where healthcare is controlled by a bunch of people who really don't know about health, right? Because I don't think the people currently in power, whether they are in uh, pharmacy or in medicine or in politics in power, really know what health truly is. But we do. Not that we have the answer, the only answer, but I really think that we have a, a solution that if, it, here's my crazy thinking, okay? Tell me if this is wrong. If everybody gets adjusted in the whole country, this country would be healthier. Do you think that's true? Yes. Well, why isn't that happening? Big stigma. Yeah, we have a big stigma. Well, you know what? Troy, when you go out there, you've got to change it. <clears throat> you and Stephanie, change wherever it is you end up. You guys, this is your responsibility, right? I can't do this alone. I travel all around the world for the ICPA and I try to get people fired up and I teach here and stuff, but I am one voice, right? <clears throat> we need many voices talking about this kind of stuff. So because it's the people who are going to change the government, right? The government isn't going to change. They've been liars. They've been liars for years, probably centuries. We have to change them ourselves, right? We can't let them dictate what like is people say, oh my God, what happens if we lose all insurance? Good. I hope chiropractic loses all insurance. It'll do chiropractic a favor. Not some chiropractors who are dependent upon insurance, but it'll do chiropractic a favor because the people who are using insurance to the max are, are overbilling and making us look like fools. Right? And they're, they're the ones who make me be, get looked at saying, what you're doing with a kid is an experimental investigational. Yet I'm getting results. Right? Like, I, I was looking, uh, Aetna keeps on sending me packages and packages and packages to join their program. 
and I like looking at these things for a goof. And they say, well, if you want to become a chiropractor, you have to see less than 50 patients a day. You can't use network. You can't use best. You can't use activator. You can't use Webster's. Ha, great. What am I going to do all day then? Right? That's like three quarters of what I do. Right? Impossible. Because they're trying to control, right? They're trying to control what we do. And they think if they can put us in some kind of a box like this, that they can control us. Well, I will not be controlled. So here's my question for you that Reggie Gold asked. He said, if you were the last chiropractor in the world, would it, would it last? Would it survive? And I suggest that you best get yourself ready. Not that that'll ever happen, but that's how you need to be when you're out there. When you're out there and you're talking, don't mince the words, right? Don't try to do double speak with someone. When they say, can you take care of my back pain? Oh, yeah, yeah, we can take care of back pain. Yep, yep, I'm a back pain fixer upper, right? Don't double speak. Right? Don't manipulate to try to get them in. Right? Speak the truth. No, I don't take care of back pain. My job isn't to take care of back pain. My job is to take care of subluxations. And by removing your subluxations, it's not just about your back, it's about your life. I want to see your whole life get better. Right? Because do you know that your adjustments will get rid of their back pain? Do you know that? Do you know that your adjustments will get rid of their back pain? No. You have no idea whether your adjustments will get rid of their back pain. But do you know that if they're not subluxated, they'll be better off than if they were subluxated? Yeah, right? So that give them what, they, what you know you can guarantee. Don't overpromise and undersell, right? Don't overpromise. That's a big mistake that we've made in chiropractic and why chiropractic is still seeing 10% of the population as we have been for the last 20 years, right? It's time for us to get bigger than this. It's time for us to not let 1984 occur. It's time for us to speak the truth out there the truth. The truth is what people want to hear. You know, I had a patient come in yesterday afternoon with a beautiful little girl. And she, when I first met her last week, it was her first visit with her little girl. And she said, the doctor wants me to do a tube operation and I have it set for, that, for next week. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to stop you. You do whatever you want. You know, if you want to get the tube operation, just understand there's inherent risk you know, to surgery and that kind of stuff. But I will tell you that even if you do decide the surgery, still we need to bring her in here, make sure her nerve system's uh, you know, well adjusted because even if you if you do do the surgery, the problem isn't solved. It's just masking it. It's just gonna stop the 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 ear. You know, the, all the her she's got like this plugged up ear. It's gonna get maybe get rid of that. So she comes in yesterday, and guess what she says? She said, "My husband and I thought about it. We canceled the surgery, and we want to give her body a chance. We believe in her body. We believe in what you're saying." I'm like exactly, that's that right? That the Orwellian philosophy was like, we better put those tubes in the ears because, you know, we have to do this right now. This is, this is crisis. Well, th th my, my question to her was, does the child have hearing loss? Ask the doctor. Right, hearing loss? Okay, now we're talking about a crisis. The guy said, well, not really. There's really no hearing loss. Okay, then we don't have to do it right now. Right? We want to teach our people to think for themselves because that's how we defeat this 1984 philosophy. Right? Cool.